Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We're here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week, I'm joined by our resident referee, it's Logan. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. I don't know why that makes me cackle every time. I don't know why. There's something about that that title that I've got that just makes me laugh. Like I think it's just because it's one of those. It's just such a dumb title to have. Like wow. everyone's got these quiz winners and this that, and the other, and I'm just a resident ref. I think it just makes me laugh. That's all. Yeah, I mean, we did have the uh, results of the fantasy gaming go out this past Friday, and again, mm. you were agonizingly close to getting that so this this could have been the episode where you were introduced as the, mm. as the grand prix winner one point in it and mm. you've been three points away you've been uh conceding before a game had got a score away i think you've just been in and in in and around the running so many times that surely one year it's just like liverpool those years it's gonna be our year yeah it's uh i honestly thought that when that battlefield review come in i thought that's, I mean, it might change. I thought it might go down a little bit because I, when I played that that beta, I said, mm, yeah. I weren't too convinced about it. So I thought oh, it might go down a bit, but it lost like a good old 20 points, which is something <laughs> that's pretty much almost not been seen, I don't think, to, to, to my memory anyway. Well, we had Cyberpunk last year. That started out yeah. at 92, I think, and ended up on a 71. Mm. But that happened post-season. It slipped you know, a week later. Again, it's all about... It's this Logan rule. It may have cost you again. Oh, I don't. I, I, what's cost me is Battlefields. Like, it's as simple as that. Like When you go to look at it, I think that... I said to you, didn't I? I think that's the lowest score in Battlefield mm. maybe ever. Like You just don't yeah. expect a game, like a AAA game like that, to come out. It's usually low 80s to then come and bang in the, in the 60s. It's just un, a, a really unfortunate turn of events but yeah. I did say it was a gamble from them they don't do a campaign they're chucking everything on on that multiplayer and unfortunately they've they've blown it yeah they've shit the bed a little bit there and yeah so guys that want to listen to that it's under the guise of, of the bonus stage um, and there's on the social media there's a you know the full results and some stats posted out and just for awareness this is our last regular episode of this year so 2021 as far as we're concerned after this is going to be feet up I've got a little few smaller bits just to tidy up and then I'll be hanging up the old virtual kit well, it's not in a virtual keyboard it's a real keyboard I'm doing this on uh, I'll be hanging that up for the year uh, we've made it through 2021 and for this episode we're going to kind of wrap it up with a they call it a year in review have you heard this before how they describe certain like they might do the Premier League year in review they'll describe it with a little in there so that's what I'm going to call the episode copying what I've seen on the internet I have seen this year in before, but it's it's a weird phrase that I don't. It doesn't make sense in my head. No, well, that's just a, a, a year review. Exactly. But maybe it's the way to say that year in is saying, well, it ain't like 365 days. It's literally from the start of the year to where we are now. So yeah. maybe that's the way that they 
concerning. Caveat it. I don't mm. like these words creeping in, but this is not game of the year for those that are already going rubbing their hands because I don't believe in doing game of the year before the year's up. I like there to be separation. And also, there's, there's games I still want to get into. Like, I want to still get into finish Halo Infinite, Guardians of the Galaxy, things like that that I want to play. And there's other things that other people want to play. And doing it this side of the year just never makes sense to me. So... This is not that. This is just a general chit-chat about 2021. Um, in terms of the schedule, so this Friday, we will air the bonus stage episode, which will be the legendary Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz for 2021. So quite apropos, we've got the resident ref here. Um, if you're subscribing to our audio feeds, you'll actually get some classic Dimp episodes uh, for the next couple of Mondays in place of the usual ones. So whilst we're off boozing or whatever, well, maybe not if Boris gets his way. They're going to they're gonna be bringing in Prohibition, I reckon, soon. Same right. We'll be cutting the supply chains of that booze off. You won't be having that soon. Um, but if you are on the audio feed, you can listen to those. There'll be some classic episodes going up. And if you're on the YouTube going, well, what about us? They're all in the archive. They're all there. We've done them. Find them. Put in deep digital <laughs> podcasts. I'm not re-airing that cause digging out that old trash but we'll be formally back um on the 10th of january that'll be the monday when we return and um you will have seen that we started to introduce this idle game chat bonus stage i'm not overly convinced on the name and you know what ronnie gets like he sometimes that'll eat away at him for months and then it will get changed but for now the bonus stage is an occasional sort of i guess a supplement to the core show and going forward that's where you'll find the fantasy gaming league updates uh, the the yearly quiz that we do the draft everything like that will go in that and this show will try and be more focused just on the news and some game impressions um mentioned that we had the game fantasy gaming league results air on friday so you can go and listen to that watch that or, or read up on that on social media what the results were parky was victorious in the grand prix and the coalition leaderless coalition which was adcock paper and hall beat biff and his team paper will be taking on parky next year in the championship he was the highest scoring grand prix uh team member of the coalition so it had to be someone from that team hall and adcock absolutely blew it didn't even get 10 games out paper is a formal champion former champion sorry getting installed to take on poor parky who's nice nice guy innocent he's going to contend with that Mouthy fucker. We'll see if Paper is, uh, has, has got some remorse for his, his ways because it cost him last time. He's already in the chat saying the champion is back. So, I mean, clearly not. So, Parky's going to have to deal with that. Um, <laughs> turned up to 11 as well, I suspect. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, no, let's, let's get into a bit of a recap of the year. So, this is the last episode of this year. So, I've brought some bubbly along to <laughs> open and drink live on the air. So, I'm going to do that now. Um, but I thought it would be interesting. Get this in my eyeball if I'm not careful. There we go. I thought it would be interesting to kind of have a look at the the big three, as we might call them individually. So the, the Sonys, the, the Microsofts, the Nintendos. And just have a chat about their years. Try and aur in some fucking PC stuff as well. If that's not As my much opinion. as I... Well, I'm not happy about this PC getting a, getting a sniff, but... I might just slightly allow it. Well, that laptop of yours is now dead, so I think is that it now for any sort any sort of PC? 
Uh, pretty much for the time being. Because even um, Football Manager, I, you've migrated on to Xbox. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they've made that too easy, really, for me. I mean, they gave it away on Game Pass, and I can plug my mouse in and keyboard and just play it pretty much like I can on, on PC. So there's no... Is that what you do? You plug reason. it in, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Lovely. I thought you was playing um, on the controller. No, 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 no. It's, it, my screen's literally next to like where my laptop setup is for work, so I literally just unplug and plug into the USB port on on the front of the Xbox. Um, so yeah, it's like a, a no-brainer. But yeah, that I mean that laptop's not capable of doing. It's barely capable of doing email, really. Um, so yeah, until some, it's inevitable at some point I'll I'll get a PC. But with all the prices and the hoo-ha around parts and things over the coronavirus piece it just sort of wasn't wasn't a goer for me it's been a nightmare on the pc front for the hardware ever since the, that new took came through it's been a bit of a nightmare mm. and covid hasn't helped but at some point someone's got to take a look at themselves and say oh, we should have got this sorted by now but then again you can't you can't buy you a can fucking play- everything. You can't buy a fucking PlayStation Five if you want one. An Xbox Series X is just as hard. The only thing you can really get new is the Xbox Series S. That seems to be in stock most of the time. So that's what yeah, people. But no one wants that half baked piece of hardware. No, to be honest, I never thought we'd be sitting here in like December 2021, a full year and change after the launch of the new consoles. And still not be able to walk into a shop or order online one of these new machines. It's it really is unprecedented. Like I remember getting my PS4 in like March, so mm. it was about five months after the release date, and that was no bother. It was mm. it was difficult during the Christmas run up, like that that year that those few weeks from release until Christmas, they would they were tricky. You could you could get one, but they weren't easy. But by mm. spring, it was like take your pick, go and get it. And as I said, this is the case for the Series X and PS5 in particular. What's going on here? Yeah, well, you know, it, it has to be said in their defence slightly. <clears throat> I think it goes across the board with pretty much things that, I mean, look, with the, the world that we're living in now, all that stuff's made in China and whatnot, isn't it? And it, the very little of it is made within Europe or or or, or here. So it's just the supply chain issues. I mean, at the I was speaking to someone the other day and they bought a second-hand car a couple of years back and they managed to sell that now for more than they bought it for a few years ago just because <laughs> the um, second-hand car sale market's like blown through the roof because yeah. no one can get a brand-new car. Um, and it's it's impacted the consoles. But, I mean, I was pretty blasé about it on release. I was just like, yeah, and there'll be the initial, like, out of stock, out of stock, and then Amazon will have them, like, hotcakes. So, you know, it won't be an issue getting it. Um, yeah. But I was wrong, and then yeah. it got to a point where I had to employ an agent to uh, to locate and find them for me to to be able to get get my hands on them. So yeah, it's bizarre. It really is. Mm. Um, I think I'm with you on it. It's like I gave them a little bit of slack and placed a little bit of slack um, last year because I thought, you know what? Yeah, fair enough. No one expected this really. No. But it's like, come on, 18 months into it, it's like we should be. We should have worked around this or found found solutions. Yeah, can't keep just saying it's that's the problem. But there you go. Yeah, it's definitely been a strange one. I remember the Wii, the original Wii, being really tricky to get hold of for ages. 
Um, and that was because everyone wanted one, whereas this appears to mm. be some sort of... Well, they say that, but Sony were blabbering on about how it's the fastest-selling console they've ever had. So they're still... They're clearly making a load, but mm. demand has completely and utterly just outstripped supply, which happens, as we mentioned early on, but year and change on, that's just not, mm. you know, not, not how it It would it be interesting is. to, like, properly look at the figures because, as you say, most people have got, you know... I say most people. There are a number of people that have got excess cash to burn, mm. you know, and um, I wonder whether more people have just thought, you know what, I'm spending more time at home, I've got less time doing all this other stuff, can't go on holidays, so I'll buy my, my PlayStation or my Xbox now. And I wonder if it's those two things, so a combination of um, an increase in demand and a problem sourcing parts that have led to it being consistently out of stock the whole time. Yeah. No, strange one. It seems like it's a problem across the board. Switch is mm. seemingly okay during certain areas. There are still pinch points for that, and you can't get hold of it for a week or so, and you're like, what's going on here? That's been out for years. So, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Let's visit one of the top three then. Um, let's start with PlayStation. The big boys, some people say. Mm. Um They've, funny enough, normally we cover a bit of news and one of the things we would have normally done in a normal episode is talked about their announcement that they're going to be selling faceplates for the, um, not face, well, I guess they are faceplates for the for the mm. console because people have got sick of this grotesque white sitting there in their, in their lounges or, or wherever it might be. Mm. And they're offering uh, like a turquoise one, a red one, a purple one, a pink one, and more, most importantly, a black one. Now, they're selling these at cost, obviously. I think 45 UK pounds is what's being touted. We've had a few third-party um, wheeler and dealers, little Dell boys, trying to, to do this. And, and Sony have shut them down in the last month or so. So clearly, they were. this is something they were planning for and have, are now delivering. Um, they're starting to come out early January next year. Um, we've talked about how ugly the PS5 is. It's so big. It you know it lays down its belly. It looks ugly. It stands up. It looks ugly. And people wanted a black one, basically. Where do you sit on this? Would you ever consider paying in excess of 40-odd, 45 UK pounds to slot on a new sort of side plate and, and give, give that console a bit of a freshen up? I mean, I can see it now. It sits on the floor in my lounge, and it is. Oh. I look at it pretty regularly and just think it looks ugly. Mm. Like I don't think there's much you can really do with it. I mean, the black will make it blend in a little better, um, but they've just. It will still be just ugly. And a forty-five quid, I think, is a lot for. You say they're selling them at cost, but sorry, I mean, I, I mean, as in they're not cheap. You're right. That's not. A cost oh, I at all. Right, they, okay. they, they cost. I was thinking, this costs a fiver to make. I'm sure yeah. of it, and they're selling at 45. So they're not they're not being sold at cost. They're being sold mm. at a cost to us, which yeah, I see what you mean. Seems yeah, excessive, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I have actually toyed with the idea. I think it's pretty easy to spray paint, like yeah, black. I don't think that's hard, and I don't think it's that difficult to do. So I've toyed with that idea, but I just think it, it's going to make it one percent better. I'll yeah. probably just leave it. And I don't really want to be messing around with it because, no, in my luck, I'll like, pick it up to, to do it and then I'll drop it on the floor yeah. and it'll smash or something. And I'll go, well, all for the sake of trying to make it black rather than white, is it really worth it? 
Um, no. I mean, it's going to be a money maker for them, but I can't imagine who's going to want like. I imagine it's for like kids and stuff and teenagers that will want a funky color. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's going to look particularly great um, turquoise sitting in the front of my lounge. No. So yeah. So forty four ninety nine, forty five UK pans. We've got midnight black and cosmic red in our territory. Other colors in other areas, and there's obviously a digital only cover, which is slightly different shape, and the 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 big chunky disk drive version as well the standard ps5 and there's a couple of new dual sense controller colors uh, not something i'm interested in but to be honest people have been calling out for an option to have and sony are now going down the official route they are charging a lot for it but jim's probably sitting there going this is a real easy money spinner for us i'll sit back i and mean watch, it- i'll watch the cash roll in i'm sure xbox wouldn't mind doing it i mean they're charging 60 quid i've just bought got a new one of those 25th anniversary controllers or whatever our 20th anniversary controllers that would have cost me back set me back like 65 quid if i'd have bought it online or something yeah. so it's there to be to be done um at least the controller but, does something this is literally plastic yeah. that's been colored well yeah i mean it pretty much costs the same as the controller um just because they made it ugly in the first place yeah. like um, you wonder if they yeah. do it intentionally and think right then later on we'll sell the black version so we'll wait for all those covers to fly off the shelves. Then we'll actually sell a black version so people trade in their... Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a logical conclusion to come to. I mean, nobody <laughs> would have designed that or nobody in their right mind would design that. And no doubt they'll come out with a different shape one later down the line and go, yeah, we've fixed that now. And then you go, well, yeah. do I then trade in this one for the for the better looking one? And then there's the, the temptation to do so. Yeah. They can't even, like we said, they can't even keep up with the standard demands. So maybe that scuppered them. They mm. thought, well, I ain't going to get that black one done and out to people. If people are willing to buy the ugly white one as soon as it's in stock, then a black mm. version will just be that will be the real gold dust. I can I can assure you of that. Um, yeah. But in terms of PlayStation and Sony, it's obviously the first year, the first full year of the PS5, and same with the Series X, which we'll get to in S. They've We've talked about this before, not even that long ago, but I feel like they've been communication-wise, PR-wise, whatever you want to call it, they're not being seen as the most consumer-friendly brand. And it might just be because they're constantly put up against Xbox, who seem to mostly, and they do, they definitely have their fair share of anti-what you'd call consumer practices, but generally seem to have a good vibe going about them, whereas PlayStation has kind of been, nope. We'll be doing the penny pinching. We'll be charging for your upgrade feeds. We'll be getting you confused about said upgrade feeds. Upgrade feed fees. Sorry, um, that fucking bubble is it in my head. Where do you stand on this? Is it even important that PlayStation even address this potentially sort of slippery slope? Because it's started. We got the console wars back, whether you like them or not, because Xbox are competitive again, and this is just an easy hammer for people to go. I can have that on your head, Jim. Should they be mm. bothered by this and it, it potentially harming them further down the line or should they just carry on and say, look, we're going to be making the best games and you'll be playing them and paying for them when, when we release them? It's a difficult one because on a, on a personal level, I want as much as I can for as little as I can get. Yep. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the game. <laughs> but from a business model perspective, I mean... That's the metaverse. We've got, well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, we've got we've been spoiled in some ways i think um probably over the past five years with digital stores and all that kind of stuff i mean you used to go to the shop and have to pay you 50 quid or whatever it was 
for your game, you get it, and it's it's the same for for any other game you want to play. And you largely had to either borrow games or dip in yourself to to have a go of it. And now we get free trials. You know, you can you get EA games, you get everything with Game Pass. In, in a lot of ways, we do get value. But Sony are missing a trick now with having a subscription service with a load of back catalogue games. I mean, and it's only because Xbox is such good value for what you can get that there's there's now doesn't look so great, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, it, I guess it just depends what sort of business model they want to go down. I mean, it doesn't, we don't have the numbers behind how profitable game pass is and it might not be it might be a lost leader for them or sustainable phil said you didn't use the word profit sustainable means acceptable losses in my eyes up to yeah (laughs) Yeah. up to either breaking even just losing a bit of money or lost leader um but basically they've decided they can continue with that obviously playstation feel like for whatever reason they can just not have to do that although that being said i saw some news of late that they're reconsidering that position yeah i mean i just think from a business perspective surely to have a back catalogue of your games down to even to ps1 and just say it's all there if you want to play it mm. for a small monthly fee commercially is a bit of a no-brainer like yeah and an xbox cottoned on to that some time ago um but i think it's just one of those things isn't it when competitors start offering certain things and certain value there is a pressure on the on the other to to try and do their own version or to do something that gets near that and i think playstation should in the interest of their commercial proposition and for the consumer offer that mm-hmm. um at the right price anyway no i i doubt that playstation could offer it for something as cheap and inclusive as what what game pass does no it's um they're a bit stitched up. I mean, yeah, you, you're right to call out the rumor about the the subscription because they seem to be. And again, we don't know any deep. We we don't know anything. It's mm. we, we're just regurgitating an article that Jason Schreier wrote and his his inference and what the information he's got. So he his opinion that it's a Game Pass competitor could be incorrect. It may it may not be internally positioned like that. It might just be let's just improve our current offering. We can't be giving away these games day in day. At which point, my argument is, it's not a competitor at all. It's a different league. Um, if Jim comes along and charges the same price for said service and doesn't have that, then you know it's going to get directly compared and crapped on, rightfully so. But they seem like they're sort of in a bit more of a traditionalist model, and that's that's fine. But I, it, I'm interested to see what they do with this Project Spartan. I think it's called to to see and ironic name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> and to be honest, they have they are changing because we've seen we we even spoke about this last time. Well, maybe not last time he was on, but you know, another time when you was on a few months mm. ago. Um, there's games coming to PC, not not day and date, but they're now looking at that market, saying it's been a couple of years, it's bung stuff on there. So they mm. they're looking to widen their horizons. They're no longer saying. The PlayStation is the only place that you can ever play these games, which is how it's been since probably PS3 days, and even further going back than that. But it's that shows some promise that they're at least willing to try different things because there's no there's no point keeping three year old games on a PlayStation when there's a market there of PC gamers that will happily pay you know forty quid for it. You know a few years later, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. And if that money can then be pumped into making a better offering for the PS5, then I'm all for that. 
at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I just think they've got to be a bit smarter commercially. I think, and it them being smarter commercially gives more options to to the gamer. Yeah. Um, but I think they'd they'd probably go something like fifteen quid a month or something, and it wouldn't have as much and as mm. depth as what the Game Pass does, which I think maximum. Game Pass Ultimate's like eleven ninety nine or ten ninety nine, I think. Like, mm. and you get all the EA games. Like, it's it. I don't. And to be honest, to be fair to PlayStation, I don't think they could get near that. Like, I don't understand how Microsoft do it. Like, or yeah. I do because yeah. they're Microsoft. But it's still, <laughs> in terms of like, it is, and that's the problem. It's such crazy value. Like, yeah. it's ludicrous to expect another console to do it is a big ask, I think. It feels like something that Microsoft could do because they've got that PC market as well that they can offer to. Like they've, they've got so many more advantages. But I just think even if they had something that allowed people to access a back catalogue, I think that would be a good starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that Sony haven't done in the last year or so is rolling out VRR support, so variable refresh rate. So for those... For those games that are struggling to hold a consistent frame rate, you'll notice things like screen tearing. I don't know how a year and year and change on that hasn't been addressed, but they clearly have other priorities or are struggling with that, which doesn't bode well, in my opinion, for the future. But kind of like a minor gripe of mine, to be quite honest. If you're going to play, none of these games run solid at 120 frames. So if you pop that 120 hertz mode on that PlayStation and there's no VRR and it's fluctuating. You will notice it. And Biff even stopped playing Far Cry 6 because of it. He noticed there was screen tearing on the PlayStation version. If he'd had that on Xbox, if he had an Xbox, it would have been... You'd have noticed it, but it'd been smoothed out a lot more. So mm. pull your fingers out your ass. That's a basic sort of 21st century, 2021 piece of functionality that you need. Um, I wanted to address something, though, because there is a there's a there's a narrative going around that there ain't nothing to play on these, this PlayStation. They ain't, they ain't pumped out enough games this year. And you could maybe, you could, and people have said that since launch even, and I totally disagree with that, and I'll explain why. But there is a, a narrative floating around, there's nothing to play on it. And I don't think that's necessarily true myself. And I'm going to exclude all the third party stuff because immediately there is stuff to play. So the whole argument collapses as soon as you factor that in. But if we look about stuff that you can only play on the PlayStation, I think that's what people mean when they say that. Why Why should I own a PlayStation? And to be fair, if you look at it just from the outside, they've got a bit of a point. I mean, we've had Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart coming out. That's not available anywhere else. That's a PS5-only game, so that's that's always good to have. Uh, Deathloop, which is the ironic one because um, that's... A, <laughs> Xbox own that that developer now, but it's a, it's it's a year's exclusive probably on the on the PS5. That's that's come out this year, and then Returnal's the other one, and you kind of think, well, that's that's only three games, and you're like, well, that's a, that is a bit light, but what they've kind of been doing is supporting with expansion packs. So we look down to like Ghost of Tsushima that got a, a ten hour island, a ten hour, a ten hour expansion pack that came through. So chances are, if you've got a PS5, you you probably played Ghost of Tsushima on the PS4. That's a nice little upgrade for people. They can they can go off and play that. They can go, oh, get some more Ghost of Tsushima. Death Stranding's got a director's cut. We then got Final Fantasy VII Remake. That got a an, another DLC. 
Um, and then we also got the Neo collection, which is more of a collection of stuff, but that's there as well. Um, but the big one for me, and not for me even because I won't be playing it, but people forgetting that this Final Fantasy XIV MMO, that got the huge Endwalker expansion. Now, huge amount of players sitting on that. Estimates that it's 25 million playing that across PC and PlayStation. When people stand from afar and say, I don't know why people buy the PlayStation, even just a game like that will be enough for people because that's an all-consuming game. Again, not available on another console. Um, and then the indie, indie-wise, they've had Kena, Tribes of Midgard, Solar Ash, uh, Fists, Falls in Shadow Church, Chicory, that's all there. And if you really want to cycle it back to the launch, we've got Astro's Playroom, Bug Snacks, Demon Souls, Miles Morales, Sackboy, Big Adventure. There's plenty to play on there. They've been quiet for the last few months, admittedly, but I do think people are getting a little bit carried away saying there ain't nothing to play and there hasn't been since launch because there's a whole plethora of shit there I've just reeled off. Yeah, I just wonder whether it's because PlayStation's been spoiled over the past couple of years with yeah. like phenomenal single player, well, or mostly single player story driven games. Um, and that is less of the case you could argue, I guess that, you know, it's, but that's been the case throughout the whole year. I mean, when we talk about the fantasy gaming league and you go and look at the scores, there have been a, a load of good games, but there's not yeah. been a sort of, big hitter after big hitter sort of thing. And I wonder whether that's kind of playing its part. But I was just trying to think to myself, what huge games had Microsoft done then? I was trying to think to myself, like, have they, is that because Microsoft have had this sort of wonder year? And you could probably argue that if Halo hadn't come out, then they'd probably have done similar, really, in terms of of releases to to PlayStation, if not a little bit worse. Yeah, we'll Um, we'll definitely get to Xbox, but then, yeah, yeah. it's there's there's a comparison to be drawn there. um, But, uh, you know, I think PlayStation... I mean, I've got my PlayStation, and I'll be honest, I haven't played a whole load of stuff on it. Oh, shit on it. I just did all that research. No, no, no. It's because a lot of those games don't really play to the sort of games that I'd be likely to pick up. That's mm. all. Um, and I didn't really get it anyway, thinking I was going to immediately play some stuff on it. I was sort of being a bit greedy and going, well, if there is something that I want to pick up or something. And I started playing through God of War because I've got all those PlayStation um, PlayStation 4 hits on there, which which is really good. No games to play, um, though. Well, no, I mean, there's plenty on there. <laughs> and this is a thing. There is plenty. And I, was, I, I am... Sorely tempted to go after some of those, um, some of those other games, really. Mm. But I, you know, I don't think it's been that bad. I think it's it's been decent. I think there's things to play. Mm. I did get Tribes of Midgard, um, which I gave a little go of. Boy, um, yeah, right. How's yeah. that gone out of? How's that gone under the radar? Yeah, yeah. Right. I bought that and played that for a bit. I'm sure I shared that in one of the groups. Well, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of groups. I was going playing around, that. I was playing that with Hot Knife. Blimey. Yeah, he got, he's oh, got one. Oh, I think and, you did mention it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I played that for a bit, and I played a bit of God of War, but um, and then I think I got distracted by an Assassin's Creed expansion, yeah. which inevitably just derails everything. Um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's reasonable. I think there's stuff to play there if people want to play it. Obviously, you disregarded all of the other third-party stuff that people can play, the Warzone, the 
Call of Duties, the FIFAs, all that kind of stuff. That, you know, it's all there anyway if people want to play it. So it's a bit of a funny one for me that that people have got the ump there. I just think it's probably a symptom of being spoiled a little bit um, yeah. through those through those sort of Sony-owned studios. It's people doing weekly gaming podcasts and these things to talk about. Those I don't know who would do that, fucking clowns. But <laughs> it, they've certainly had better years, as we know, mm. and they've certainly had worse years. I just don't think it's been as bad as what people have made out. Whether you're on PS4 or PS5, you know, there's not been a great deal of PS5-only games, but... We will mm. get to the other side of the fence, and there's the same the same theory can be pointed there. I think nowadays cross generational play, especially when you can't get the fucking hardware in people's hands, it's probably mm. something they'll have to consider a bit longer going. But we'll definitely see on that. But I think yeah, they've had better years, they've had worse years. There's plenty to play if you actually look at what's there. Even that's what's come out this year. They've tried to mitigate. You know, giving you a nice library of games of the PlayStation Plus collection. There's going to be games on there that you haven't played that you're now going to be able to just play at your leisure as long as you've got that membership running. So, if you're an old fan that's come back, you've got expansions to some of the best games from the last couple of years as well. So it's it's not all doom and gloom. It's just that they didn't get out Horizon, they didn't get out God of War, which people were looking forward to, and are two of their biggest games. And they're both well, Horizons almost certainly coming next year. God of War, most likely. So, you know, that just moves the goalposts slightly for, for next year. And as you know, in the Fantasy Gaming League, you've done pretty well in only having to use two subs. But a lot of people having to do all sorts of substitutions this year because lots of stuff was moved out to 2022. It was just one of those years. Yeah, it. you know, I think in a similar way, when a console's released within the first year, you do expect one of these big hitters to come along. Like one of the, one yeah. of the reasons you get that console for... Um, I think that's why Xbox was so keen to get Halo out is because they know that. Mm. But PlayStation, unfortunately, haven't been able to get what they'd probably class as one of their you know, big hitters out. And I think that's probably where that feeling comes from a little bit is there is stuff to play. There's been some good games released, but they didn't have one of those sort of 95 out of 100 games or whatever, or not like no. mid-90s yeah. that, that, that you'd perhaps expect or we've come to expect. Mm. Maybe that's where that feeling comes from a little bit. There's nothing that's sort of standing in their mind going, that was such an insane experience. Yeah, yeah, that is that is part of it. They've set such a high bar in the last sort of three years that you expect one of those every year. And Ratchet & Clank's great, but it's not in the same... It's not top, top tier, as I would, I would describe it. Let's mm. let's leave Jim alone now because I can feel he's not he's not happy with us. But Jim, this is what happens, mate. Unfortunately, you've had an all, you've had an all right year, so don't don't believe everything you read in the old rags. Let's jump away from typical consoles and go into Nintendo just to mm-hmm. just to spice it up a little bit. I need to figure out what is your Nintendo situation. Have you got a Switch? Yes. Yes. Have you tried? You didn't trade it at all, have you? You've always had it since. No, yeah. I'm not a console trader. No, I didn't no, think that. It's, it's that paper fuck that kept fucking trading it. I think Dave traded it. I was like, what are you boys doing? And they got back a light, one of them. And I was like, come on. It's there if I want to play it, basically. Well, That's the rule with it. Yeah. It's, um, I've been a bit, now, I've been disappointed with the Switch this year, which actually, when when we look at the facts, is, is maybe unwarranted. But there's two. There's one thing that really bothered me, and it's like I got sucked into this hype that there's going to be an enhanced version of the Switch coming in terms of like a Switch Pro, something that's mm. going to enhance the TV experience because that's 
primarily how I'm playing the machine. Yes, it's a handheld, and yes, it's incredible, really. You can play all those games in handheld mode, but I just prefer that TV. I've got a fucking OLED sitting here. Let's make use of it, shall we, instead of these little screens. And when that didn't happen, and when what happened instead was this Switch OLED, I was all the wind got sucked out of me pretty much from Nintendo. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I've got to wait another year to get, well, another year and more probably until the dream of having something that's I feel going to make use of the TV I've got comes to fruition. So that did hurt me that we didn't get a, a pro edition. Then the other kind of big news item was this expansion pack for their Switch Online service. Now, I don't know if you subscribe to that. It's not particularly expensive, 20 quid a year. Um, mm. But they've they've added this expansion pack on, which adds backwards compatibility to Nintendo 64 and, and Sega Saturn. Um, it's come at cost. It's come at another 20 to 30 pounds a year. So it's one of those things that hasn't hasn't helped people and they've not seen great value in that. Have you even switched on your Switch this year? I don't mean that to be... Some people think I wind them up on purpose. Like I go, <laughs> I go after the Green Bloods and I go after Nintendo too much. But I'm just genuinely asking the question because I can't think of what you might have played on it this year. Yeah, I mean, um, I did go back... I'm trying to think. It would have been this year. I went back and did a little bit more of Pokemon on there. Which one? Um uh Pikachu one. Oh, I can't remember go. what the time. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, that one. So I did get that. Right. And um I ran out of a little bit of steam on it. Um mm. and I didn't I sort of always intended to go back to it and didn't. So I, I went back to that and did a little bit more on that. I've also got Yoshi, um the paper one. Oh yeah. Um and I'll sort of slowly make my way through that. But I'm a little bit like you, like I don't particularly I mean I think some people really like playing it in handheld mode. Yeah. I don't i don't no. i don't know why i just i it i just feel like this day and age it's not it's not better like it's not i think before like with game boys and things like that it was a bit of a novelty and you know it was i just don't really like playing it in handheld and you ain't the, fucking going anywhere so you can't really make well use this of is it. the thing so it's like you're not going anywhere i'm not doing anything so i have to force myself rather than playing like one of the more powerful <laughs> consoles there has to be something on that switch that makes me go do you know what i'll boot that up and play it instead. Yeah. And I think that, well, for me personally, there hasn't been anything that's really grabbed me like Mario did when I first got it, where I was like, I really enjoy playing this game. Yeah. Like, um, but that's that might be a bit unfair to it. I and mean, I must admit, I don't pay a huge amount of attention to what's going on in the Nintendo space or rely on someone to really, well, probably you or a paper or a hole to like prod me and go, this is really good. But even when you were playing... Um, what was that game? My brain's gone dead. Metroid. On the Switch. No, 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 with Paper. Um, I think Hall got it. You know that island game? Oh, Animal Crossing, yeah. Thank you. I knew it was Animal Saint, but you were on that, and I was like, mm, still didn't even really fancy that on there. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I've just had a bit of a bit of a struggle to get into it, I guess. No, I did as well. I definitely struggled this year to, to play it. I played a bit of the, um, the SNES emulator that's on it. I finished Super Mario World on it which was and super mario world 2 so that's kind of what i've played on that but in terms of games that i've purchased and, and well, i haven't purchased it, i even borrowed it off adkins it's only really been metroid dread like anything new that's come out this year mm. and um it's one of those things I, I when i first think of the switch this year i just think what an, what an awful year it's been for them <laughs> but i went and did some research and actually that's not 
overly fair because whilst the the games aren't exactly sexy, there's been a fair amount on there if you are into these types of games. So Metroid Dread's the obvious one. That's the one I played and enjoyed. I think that's a great game and uh, one of the it's on the short list perhaps for for game of the year. But we'll see. Like I said, next year. Earlier in the year, we had Monster Hunter Rise. Now. I had only just played Monster Hunter World earlier this year, put 90 hours into that, funnily enough, on that bloody PlayStation, and um, wasn't up for playing a new Monster Hunter because it's a very, it's an all-encompassing, draining game. Like You need to put a lot of time into that. But that's been an exclusive on the Switch, and it's coming to PC next year. Then you've got some turn-based with Shin Megami Tensei Five. You found that on your Fantasy Gaming League. That's that's doing well with the fans that like that. Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin. Again, another decent score for that. New Pokemon Snap. Not my cup of tea, but there again. Uh, Bravely Default Two. No More Heroes Three. Famicom Detective Club. Metopia. Mario Party Superstar. So that's already more than the Xbox and PlayStation combined. That's not even everything. That's just some of the stuff that I picked out and was like, oh yeah, I forgot that came this year. And what I've discovered is that if you're into even half of those games, you've had a good year on the Switch. But for me personally, I'm just accepting the fact that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in Nintendo land for the Marios, for the Metroids now, for the Zeldas, and maybe another one, maybe like a... I don't know, a Luigi's Mansion maybe, maybe something like that. But I'm kind of just there for their marquee, absolute big guns. And anything else, maybe I'll try, but generally I'm not interested in playing Shin Megami Tensei Five, for example. Great games it might be in its genre, they just don't appeal to me. So what I've discovered is that a lot of the games that come out on the, the Switch just don't appeal to me, which is fine. Um, but I can't sit here and criticise them and say they've had a shit year when actually there's been a fair amount on there. It's just that it's not been to my taste. Yeah, and you know that's definitely how I feel about. It. Apart from the fact that I think, you know, I've got I bought a new monitor this year that I want to do gaming on and stuff like mm. that, and I just don't feel like I'm getting the maximum out of it. That's when I'm playing the Switch Fire. Yeah. Like that's always there in the back of my head, going, this could. Yeah. be better in yeah. some way or if I was playing this on an Xbox or PS5 it'd be a much nicer smoother experience I don't know I think I've always got that lurk in there as well which kind of bothers me I don't know why I just feel like it's a a previous gen console now to me like that's how I feel about it slightly yeah which is unfair because you shouldn't shouldn't it's on a bloody handheld you can take it wherever you want I mean everyone said it was a handheld console but really they said it's a it's a like a console that you can take with you. Like they didn't position it no. from memory but around that way. We know you have to take the lowest common denominator and apply that <laughs> those because that's what it's got to work on. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. In, in my head, you're right. When I first got it, I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is a console I'm taking with me. As time's gone on, gone on and you realise the, the power of deficiency it has, it's like, mm. no, this is a handheld that happens to play on the TV. And the yeah, fact I agree. And yeah. the fact they took that next step by doing a Switch Lite, which is handheld only a few years ago, and then this year introduced a Switch OLED, which the main 90% of the benefit of that device is the handheld mode. You get an OLED screen, yeah. which looks gorgeous. So it's clear that it is a handheld device that happens to play on the TV. And I've readjusted my brain, or tried to readjust Ronnie and tell him that. He still don't like it. But I said, look, mm. you're going to have to suffer through it, mate. And he's like, well, we won't be playing anything on it. And I was like, well, that's fine. But yeah, the way the I think if goes. I could, 
if it was a little bit, had a bit more grunt behind it, mm. and I could kind of, in my head, I was thinking about this the other the other week actually. I was like, if they could make it more usable, like a tablet in some form, right. and I could substitute my tablet for a switch in some way, and that kind of become so I could go. Do you know what? I'll play a bit of Pokemon and then just quickly switch out and go YouTube, or quickly switch out and go Twitch. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think if that. I mean, it's, it's pie in the sky stuff, but I was like, that would make it so much more viable as a device I use more regularly in my life. But I've yeah. actually got to, I mean, you could argue I can go and watch YouTube on it, but it's a smaller yeah. screen than my iPad yeah. and I don't get the same resolution that I get. I don't be, trust, I don't be trusted it to stream stuff either. I don't know why. I've never tried it. It's completely... I also, I also can't pair my wireless headphones with it which is a well, big mark against it. So they did introduce Bluetooth just this year. So I don't know when you tried that. It may have been before they introduced that, but it's worth revisiting that if that's the case. But I, again, it wouldn't surprise me if there were certain devices that don't work with it because it's just been one of those things of that console. We, we moan about the VRR not being there on the PlayStation. It's like, well, we've only just had the ability to plug some, well, to plug, to connect some Bluetooth devices into our handheld switch. And, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, it's a little things like that where I think if they just made it a bit more appealing in terms of I could actually immerse myself where my three hundred pound headset with you know my gaming console, like I I don't know. I just think there's a couple of things that they could do to make that a bit more appealing. But then when you're chucking out the games that I mean, if you're getting it for games and, and you can't really complain on that front because they're there, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a sh- it's a shame. I think that it, I don't use it anymore, and I do look at it. It sits on my cabinet, and I look at it almost every day, thinking mm. that is a shame that mm. that's sitting there. Um, but that's, I, I'm similar to you, and I knew when I got it anyway, I'd get it for the Pokemon, the Mario's, the Yoshi. That yeah, you know, I, I knew those are the games that I play. Yeah, and if there's something random that crops up left field, it's there for that as well. But I always knew that I was going to be playing those sorts of games on it anyway. Yeah. So it was it was expected it'd sit there dormant for periods of time. Which is fine. Which is fine. It's, I mean, if, you, if you're sitting with a PC, both consoles and a Switch, they're all going to be dormant to a certain extent because you, you can't... I can't play them all as much as they deserve. So there's definitely... Yeah. There's weeks mm. where the PlayStation doesn't get turned on. That's just the way mm. it is. Like, If I'm going to be this greedy and own it all, I can't sit there and go, well, I ain't played it for a month. Yeah, I mean, why do you need to play six things at once? You idiot! I'm like, well, fortunately, that my PlayStation's getting a bit of use. Jody's playing through The Last of Us. Christ, you putting her on that for? Um, she wanted to. Are you no, watching? Not, nah, <laughs> no, I've seen it, but she's got it downstairs on the big TV. She's absolutely laughing HDR on all the way at the bank. Mm. Um. So yeah, she's playing through that. She's got Last of Us two to play through as well. So have you, wa- have you watched <laughs> she's, that? I don't really watch it. Watch watching her play stresses Frustrates, me out. Yeah, because you can see her do things that are like wrong, and you're like, "Ah, uh, what are you doing?" Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to play it, but I know that if I was doing it, I'd be doing it different. And she's obviously like, <laughs> she's not a gamer as such. She's, it's a bit clunky and stuff, and yeah. it it stresses me out slightly. Whereas if I'm watching like a a brown man play a game or whatever, a streamer, they're gamers, so they play it better than i would if that makes sense so yeah. i can appreciate it but um yeah i mean <clears throat> to your point is it always seems a bit of a tragedy when you spend that sort of money and have that sort of power yeah 
and technology sitting there and it just goes dormant. Yeah, that's, that, is a, that is a problem. I mean, I think there was a... I, I certainly pinned some hopes on Nintendo that there's going to be a new Zelda game this year and not the, the fuck, was it Skyward Sword remaster. That's not what I mean. I mean, mm. the sequel to Breath of the Wild mm. that didn't come. So that was the big one that I'm there for and the next Mario game. But you're still there. It'll still be sitting there and it'll be called upon when necessary i've got so many games that i bought on that thing that i've not played as well like things mm. like captain toad treasure which is a great game and i don't know why i did it i don't know why i bought it but if it's there i can i can go back and play that so it's been a what i would say a quiet year for my taste but i reeled off the list you know the facts of the facts there's been a fair amount of stuff there if that that meets your standards and you know is, is of, of your taste Let's get on to Big Phil then, friend of the show, Xbox, Big Phil Spencer, Big 2021. feel like generally, and I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about PlayStation because they're, they're sort of the opposites, that Phil and, and the Xbox crew have had a, another good year PR-wise. Um, they did try and ramp up the price of Xbox Golds at one point. I remember that being announced that it was going up to like, I can't remember yeah. what the price was, and people went, oh, and then they went, all right, we ain't doing that now. So clearly <laughs> Phil wanted a bit of cash there, and then that got shut down, so he's had to re- rethink that strategy. But the broken record is coming out again, but I think really the, the big story has been Game Pass in 2021, and I don't know if it's been highlighted as much as it has this year. It certainly feels like in my head that there's been far more positive reception towards Game Pass. Maybe more people are discovering it. Maybe they've just had a better better year in terms of the, the products they've been putting on there. But unquestionably, if you're if you're measuring this in terms of best bang for your buck, it's in a league of its own. And there's just a back catalogue of stuff on there, always something to play. So why why do you feel like this year perhaps is it's getting it's getting credit it should have got a few years back in my view. I've been banging the drum a few years saying it's great, all their first party stuff's on there, but I can't put my finger on why this year it feels like it's been a big step forward for them and everyone's like taking notice now going, fuck me, look at that. I think this sort of encompassing EA into mm. it is a big win for them. I think that's... You Even know, just for those 10-hour trials. It's ridiculous. That, like, it's, honestly. Battlefield's on there, am I correct in saying that for 10 hours? Only forty-two, yeah, yeah, ten hours. That's what I, I. You know, you need one to but, find out how poor that is, and then you can go. I'll save myself the hassle of buying that. Well, and this is the disadvantage <laughs> they've got. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it is. There's there's value there every way you turn. Mm. Um, I think, I think you know the fact that I, I'm pretty sure Sony did this as well. But you can play things like Fortnite, Rocket League, and stuff without. They they made that change, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They, that's again one of the sort of linked to the Xbox goal. That was a positive change that mm. came out of it. Is that went no, no longer did you have to have Xbox Live, which yeah Sony had been doing for a little while. But again, I always say all's well that ends well. So they got to the right answer eventually. So what well yeah. Um But yeah, they had outriders, outriders that come day one onto Game Pass, which was a game that we have discussed before. Um, but the fact that they've got these sort of games coming straight to Game Pass is, blood. yeah, it, 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 it's, it's ludicrous, really. Yeah. I mean, for me, two games, three games that I've 
started playing this year on that Xbox. Football Manager. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've got Battlefield that I played through the EA Access Pass. Um, I could play Falls of Five. Yep. Horizon. Yeah. Um, it, 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 this is what I mean when you start reading it off. Like it's it's ludicrous, and you didn't have to go to a shop or fork out, you know, six for a game. It's yeah. there, ready to play and download. Um, and now, obviously, Halo. It's it it is incredible, like really. And as I said, we've said so many times before. Even if you spend the top whack on it every month, and you play one game a quarter, your quid's in. Yeah. Uh, and it's and that's the reality of it. That's all you need to get out of it is one game a quarter. How are you? Are you paying for it monthly yet? Have you still got time left on an old membership? Like are you, are I'm you, pretty sure. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it. I've still got time on old membership. So you're not paying yeah. like you would Netflix, where you're paying twelve no. quid a month or whatever it is. So that's I'm in the same situation as you, where I paid for mm. it on the cheap for like three years. I maxed out the yeah. the time it let me stack. I then I re-upped it a few times, kept it topped yeah. up. They've they've kind of slowly removed that exploit over time there's less and less mm. opportunities to do that so there will be a reckoning one day when phil's going to come to us and say right you've had your little play time you know for years paying like a fraction of the, the normal price hand mm. over that 12 pounds per month and i feel like at that point i will have a, a decision to make because that's a completely different proposition to me i'm still living in the honeymoon mm. phase as are you where we've already committed a small amount of money in comparison but mm. when Phil comes and in pocket every 30th of the month and says, right, 12 quid, please, I do wonder if my perspective will change slightly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I can't have long left. No. Like, I, it might even be like one or two months left. Mm. Um, yeah, like it's, it's not long. But I've already thought about this. And I, I you know, I've got Amazon Prime, Netflix. Yep. I I've got no objection to twelve pound a month, mm. and it doesn't even have to be that much. That's for no. the ultimate. Yeah, so that's true. for the EA piece. So it can, I think the usual ones about seven or eight pounds, yeah, like eight eight pounds a month. Which, when as I say, even if you play one game a quarter of that, your quid's in. Mm. Like one one fully priced game. Like and. I suppose if you scan the horizon and have a look, see what's due to be released, what might be coming out, you could probably cancel or make a decision to cancel for a couple of months and then get it back again when that game's there. But yeah, I mean, if I mean for me at the minute, my game is going to be Football Manager, like, and that was something that would have cost me forty quid mm. in the store. That's you know, I've basically got three months I can play that and still be quids in, yeah. and that. You know, it's just, and I'll still be playing Halo. I've still got the campaign to sort out, so I'll need it for that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it is, it is insane. It, it really is. There's yeah. no need to go out and buy Xbox games. No, I can't remember the last Xbox game I bought. Like, no, the only thing I bought on that on the Series X since I had it is Creed. That's because Phil didn't yeah. put anything out day one, so I had to buy so I had to buy a fucking Ubisoft game to make. Yeah, use, that's what that's to, what I did. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, I bought Creed. But that was last yeah. year. That wasn't this year. Um, mm. In fact, I've got a little um, money total of what I've spent this year. I've tracked down my transactions um, across different platforms, and I'll, I'll go through what I've I've paid out for. And it's an mm. eye opener in some ways, but yeah. So I just checked. So eleven, eleven, ten ninety nine, eleven UK pounds in, in true currency mm-hmm. for ultimate. 
And then cons- yep. console only is eight quid a month, seven ninety nine. So a PC version of that also is is eight quid. So if you want, if you've just got a PC, Ken, we keep talking about Xbox, but it's a great value for PC players as well because everything's coming day and well, most yes. most stuff's coming day and day, and you're getting little extras like Age of Empires four on the PC side of things. It's not on console yet. We had Gears right. Tactics also that went on PC first and then came to consoles later as because the, they're they're RTSs at the end of the day. They you know, yeah. just work better with a mouse and keyboard. Mm. I mean, it really is just ridiculous how good that is. Um, and it does, in my opinion, cover up some of the shortcomings, which is fine because I feel like the positives from Game Pass usually outweigh the cracks that I, I identify. Like, if this was Sony and they didn't have Game Pass, you'd be like, right, what are you lot doing <laughs> over there? Like, what are you lot doing? So they're under... You know, Sony are under pressure just to produce and keep up appearances because they haven't got this service that you can just go. We haven't got mm. anything for half a year, but we've got Game Pass, and that will that will carry them through absolutely. Um, in terms of the games I picked out, so you, yep, Forza Horizon Five. I think mm. that's the highest rated game of the year on Open Critic. So didn't get nominated for the Game Awards we discussed <laughs> that year. Yeah. Um, you know, people call it snobbery, but then I say, "Where's the F1's nomination? That's the best motor racing game." <laughs> people go, oh, "It's just a motor racing." I go, "Ah, <laughs> got ya." Catch them out with that one. I could go as far and say it's the best F1 game, the real genre. Really define it down, but <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. Anyway, Horizon Five's on there. Uh, Halo Infinite, which I'm playing through the campaign, decent. Good, much better than the last two entries. I so can't complain at that. And then, funny enough, I actually put on there Football Manager 2022 because that's a console exclusive. It's not on any other console. It's on PC and Xbox, mm. and you've got a you know a, a, an addition for that. And then we had stuff like Microsoft Flight Simulator that was on PC last year that came to console mm. this year. In terms of like indie games, we got Moon Glow Bay, we got Artful Escape, Twelve Minutes. The Gunk, which has just come out. It means not all these are reviewing great, but they're still there. And in the service, The Ascent, Sable, you know, all included with Game Pass as well. So there's plenty to play again. But we look at the schedule, to be honest, if you look at the output of those studios, it's been barren for the first part of the year. They've really haven't had a lot to show off. They didn't have anything at launch, which we criticised, I think was still just looked crap like if you haven't got a game out of your own studios to come out but as i say all's well that ends well we've got halo infinite in a decent state at least this time around so Mm. that's worth having and they've really they've had a really strong finish the year they've kind of slow off the slow off the mark not really had a lot game pass carrying it and then this last couple of months we've had forts a hit halo hit can't really complain at that can you that's it's unfortunate the way that you know, I'm sure that Microsoft would have liked to have spaced things out a mm. little bit better. I mean, I, my gut feeling is that they busted their ass off throughout the year to try and make sure Halo come out this year. Yeah. Um, Imagine what that would have been then, like if it came out last year, like it was supposed to. Oh, I mean, I th- I, the thing <laughs> is, I, it's in such a good state, really, mm. that it's difficult for me to imagine it. Yeah. being in a poor state if that makes sense which i guess is kind of credit and i always say and i'm pretty sure we've always said on this podcast is we'd rather have it delayed and not come mm-hmm. out as a bag of shit and they've gone and done that and they've released something you know a few niggles and, and issues but largely everyone's been really positive about it so 
so yeah you know it's as you say all all's well that ends well and you know i don't think you should use game pass as you know if it wasn't there then it'd look shit well they've mm. got it there um yeah and that does that is something that you can say that they've got there and that people can continue to play games at good value whilst they aren't churning out anything. And, True. Yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure I'll be right in saying they've gone out and bought up a load of studios. Yeah, well, um, yeah, got Bethesda, which is, you know, the, the next well, Skyrim sequel will be exclusive mm. to Xbox whenever that comes. We've got, um, what's it called, Starbound? What's it fucking called? Yeah, but it's in the. Well, that'll be a oh spoiler. How can I, how can I not remember that? Star, what's it? Fuck Starfield. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well. Todd Howard game. So what's mental. Starbound? Is that a game? Yeah, that's a game. Paper got. Yeah. I got. I actually mm. that fucker told me about that in early access. Oh, this looks really fun. This Starbound game. I was like, all mm. right. And then it was his birthday. I bought him it for that on Steam. <laughs> Cunt didn't play it. <laughs> Barely touched it. And I thought, right. <laughs> What are we doing here then? Yeah. But um, yeah, you're right to say that I've I've positioned it as though well they've been bailed out by Game Pass and it's papering over cracks, but that's now part of Xbox. Yeah. That's and that's the option there. So, you know, you can call it papering over cracks or you can say, No, that's what comes if you want to, you know, as as a package to this console. Not, and again, you say, you know, okay, that doesn't come from their studios, but they're making all those EA games available. Yeah. They're making all those trials available for those EA games. They've got a load of back catalogue games. They've got, you know, a huge catalogue of other games that you can pick up and play and download at your leisure. And they're constantly adding new ones and taking others off. So it's not just a, it's not just a catalogue that doesn't change. It's something mm. that's continually changing and giving people different options. Um, and I must be honest, you know, I think in terms of differentiate, differentiating the consoles and what's available, I think Game Pass really sets Microsoft the head in a lot of ways. Mm. I, I really do. Um, so I think, you, you, you know, and if PlayStation perhaps had their own version of it, we might not be sitting here with people going, I haven't had anything to play. Yeah, we'd have to convince them. They'd just, mm. just be like, well, that's fine because we've been playing all this other it. Wouldn't have to show people the bloody facts. This no. is the thing. When you lay out in front of people, it's unarguable. But yeah. that doesn't that doesn't produce headlines, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, to be honest, like my, I mean, there is a part of me that thinks that that PlayStation Plus collection that sits there, like twelve games strong or whatever mm. it might be, is you know, the twelve games on there are all really good. If yeah, you'd be, you'd, if you got through all those in a year, you'd be happy. So it's and Game Pass goes for the volume approach where it's like there's just more stuff that you can play on there, but there's part of me that thinks I'm not playing it. Is it of value to me? It's like a comp- that's a lot of turk. Yeah, there's a lot there's of turk. Tur- would you would yeah, you be better off no. paying less and having just twenty really good games to access? Uh, that's an approach Sony could take. Yeah. We're talking about this, they could just say, look, you don't. Yeah. They'll say it to us. Jim will come out and say you don't need two hundred games. You can't play them all. But what I will give you is twenty really good ones. Off you go. Well, yeah. I mean, if if it's if they're good enough, then it's good enough value. And if you people want to play them, but this is the difficulty. I think the the differentiator for Microsoft is they're putting their their day one mm. headline releases, their AAA games on there, and they're going, it's there if you want it. We're not going to charge you sixty pounds. And it buys them Whereas, if it's not top draw. It buys them just a bit of leeway. Credit. 
Yeah, yeah. People like, go, well, I didn't have to fork out some money for this, so well, some I won't poor bastards do though. Yeah, some... I don't know who's doing that. I gen- it, it, you know, it's these people that go, oh, I want physical. It's gone, mate. It ain't, <laughs> it, it ain't gonna be a thing. It has gone because yeah. Halo Infinite. If you buy that disc without the without the internet, you can't play the campaign. So it's useless oh, really? because the the, on, the the other component is online multiplayer. But you, the way they've yeah. set it up is that you install the multiplayer part of the disc, then obviously mm. you need the internet to play that. But the campaigns is is an online add-on. So unless you've got the internet to download that patch, you can't get at it. So some like purists who want physical media to be an option are calling that out, saying that's bad because if Microsoft. Bill, well, Bill's not there anymore. Someone at Microsoft goes, right, pull the plug on that shit, take them servers down. If you haven't got Halo Infinite's campaign installed on a device, you that disc will be useless because you could never access the yeah. server to get it. So it's a fair point, but most people, you know, aren't aren't a purist in terms of physical. My view is that you should have the option always, and if mm. you know, let people do what they want, um, give people the choice. That's it. Just give people the choice. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that? and then yeah, no strong arm in. No. Um, cool, Paul's dropped some cheers in the chat. Thank you, boy. Oh, there he is. He's taken the top leaderboard position. That's why he's done it. So he's gone to five thousand and one. Yeah. Dave's six, well, probably about four month reign has come to an end. So he needs to put his finger out. But we appreciate not good that. enough from David. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I, do you know what? I hadn't even thought about that campaign even being available as a disc. I yeah. just presumed in my head has just gone. Well, this is this is digital. This yeah. is the world that we're now. That's the other thing by having ga- by using Game Pass as like an anchor for people. Mm. It slowly will change their view on digital gaming. Like it, you just you'll mm. just become part of that ecosystem because you can't go to the shop and papers give us one bit. Not quite the same. <laughs> worth 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 every penny. So we appreciate it. But you no, know, like it's sort of stealth rewiring people in a way that yeah, digital's yeah. okay. Look, you've got all these games, you just download them. It's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, I've largely been digital for, for some time now. I, ju- I think the last game that I went out and bought was Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. What, like the, the reboot? The, yeah, the reboot one. So what's that, three years ago now? About? I went and bought that physical as well because it comes with a little Captain yeah. Price figure. I don't think that's why I did it. I, but that was the it. last... That's the last one I remember or recall buying on based on my pile that I've got anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so three years pretty much. Switch has always, always been digital well, only. I'm not dealing with those cartridges. This is the truth of it. The only reason I... So I had a digital PS5 to start with. 360 mm. quid for a PS5. I was like, that is... I mean, you just say that, that's fucking bargain zone. So I did that. The only reason I swapped it out for a physical one, and it's paid dividends already, is you've got that Adkins library, haven't you? He buys everything yeah. physical, and there are certain games that I probably don't get round to at launch. I can just borrow them off him for free. And Yeah, I mean, that, you know, he there are advantages. If there's one of these sort of physical morons going around and you know one, then... Again, though... I mean, you want... Biff can't be relied upon. No. Because he just trades them in. Well, he does, and he has offered stuff to me and said, oh, do you want to play this? I'm like, oh, okay. And then if it's not done quickly enough, you start getting pressured. So that's not really <laughs> how the library... recall li- it so he can trade that's, it. That's not how the library works, mate. <laughs> Let me finish it in my own time. So there is that is that is the concern, but then to not pay you know, 40 quid is always a, a, a worthwhile endeavour. Yeah. But yeah, mm. the, 
Xbox side of things, they've had a really strong finish. Let's not forget that, you know, first party output and, you know, console exclusives, ignoring PC, was barren for a lot of the year. Um, but I think because they finished so strongly, that will put them over the line in, in a lot of people's minds. They'll say, well, they had the better year. I think the pragmatic look is that it's a lot closer than that. Like when we look at some of the stuff that PlayStation have mm. done. Um, and if you want to include the launch window from last year, they got fucking stomped on because, you know, it's not even the same same league. But generally, good year and Game Pass is coming into its own. And let's hope it can continue. There's always that worry. Feels saying sustainable. I'm like, well, that's fine. But it's not, I don't pay the bills for that. So it's not a concern <laughs> until the day it goes away. And the reason why that's important is because I want to come on to my costings, what I've spent this year. Yep. This, I've never kept a record before. I start to um, proactively find all this. I might keep a record going forward. But I know for a fact I've spent more than this nearly every other year. This is the least I've ever spent on a, on a year. Part of that's been luck. I.e. Adkins has bought it and offered to lend me it. That's always handy. Um, part of it is going to be Game Pass. But this is for the year 2021. So we start with the PlayStation. I spent a total of £175.46. On that, that does, this doesn't include any services. So this won't include Game Pass. It won't include PlayStation Plus or PlayStation. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. None of that. It's just yeah. pure games. So this is what I bought: mm-hmm. Death Stranding Director's Cut Upgrade, Fiverr. I was like, come on, oh, that's, that's a pint for that. I was like, well, I'm not even going to play it for another mm-hmm. year or two, but I'll do that. Keener Bridge of Spirits, thirty two ninety nine. Deathloop, fifty three ninety nine. Hitman Free Deluxe went for the deluxe edition. £67.49. What made you do that? Out of curiosity, do you remember? No. I think <laughs> I think just because I liked the series so much and I knew this was like the the finale, if you will, mm. I thought, you know what? I'll go deluxe. Go the bank. Yeah. I don't yeah. usually do that, but that was one, one time I did. Um, and then Monster Hunter World Iceborne, £15.99. I saw I saw a bought one there, mm. which is a, a record low. Xbox. I was going to say, I expected it to be more. Like yeah. It's... Well, Adkins has said bailed me out a few times of a couple of games and, you know, he's still offering another one for me to play. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Xbox. How much have I spent? Zero. Uh, do you know what? I was going to guess that, <laughs> but I thought, no, you must have, there must be something. No, but... because yeah. it's got to the stage where I just, not that I refuse to, but I feel like that's, I'm, Game Pass is all nothing almost. Because third party stuff, Hitman, for example, Monster Hunter, I'll play on the PS5. Yeah. Not always, but that's where I'll tend to go to because it might have dual sense support or, mm. you know, I, Adkins had Monster Hunter, which is the reason why I got it on PS5 because he had it on PlayStation. So that helps as well. But outside mm. of that, zero, not a penny spent other than the output for Game Pass, which, as I mentioned earlier, there has been no fresh output because I'm stacked up for another 18 months. Yeah. So they, so Phil's got no money out of me. So I don't know if he, I don't know if he is happy or not of people doing what I'm doing. But that's the way it works. Switch, zero pounds. Um, <laughs> the only game I've properly played has been Metroid Dread. That's new this year, and Adkins <laughs> lent me that. So I would have bought that. It's a bit of a cheat, but the fact that he was the library was willing to open up for that meant I didn't spend a single penny on the Switch. PC. I bought 
£27.47 worth of content on the PC. £15.49 on Valheim, which was a sensation in the year. Mustn't forget that. Mm-hmm. And then I bought Metroid Exodus for £3.99 on Epic Game Store. And then I bought the expansion for £8 or seven ninety nine on Epic as well after I'd played that. I had a coupon. They give you a £10 coupon every six or so months on Epic. That was 30 or 14 quid, the base mm. game. They just released a new ray tracing update for it all, make it look fucking gorgeous. The PC was sitting here. I'd obviously bought that earlier this year, mm. and that was a real good run out for it. But again, £27.47 for that. I mean, the grand total of, of £202 and change on software seems very low to me <laughs> considering this game's going for £70 a pop you know already, I'm just trying to t- already next year I'm <sighs> going to spend 140 quid on Horizon and God of War yeah yeah that might be yeah. it though but that is, a, that is a record low for me I'm sure of it I'm just trying to top up in my head what I've spent on games mm. trying to think what I've actually bought this year and I bought Tribes of Midgard on the Playstation which I think was about 13 quid yeah um and I bought Jodie Last of Us 2, which was seventeen fifty. Yeah. Um, so that's literally all that was uh, that I've got on the PlayStation. Yeah. Nothing on the Nintendo. No. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. I'm pretty sure nothing on Microsoft on the Xbox. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've bought anything. Football no, Manager. Don't need to. Battlefield Trial. War Zones, obviously free. Rocket League already had. <laughs> Assassin's Creed was last year. Maybe no, yeah, because I would have bought the, I bought the download, the the, the downloadable extra last year on that. Yeah. So I don't think this year, I've spent under fifty quid on, on software. What are we doing? It's in, it's insane. They keep it's saying insane. They keep saying these trains will go away if we don't use them. And yet we're sitting here sandbagging poor Phil, Jim and, and Doug from Nintendo. The problem is, I think, part of the problem is, is I get such good value off that Xbox. Yeah. I then almost loathe having to pay for things. Yeah, I agree. Like, it, it does you know retrain I mean? your brain. It is definitely a thing. Like I can't think of a, a, chance, a, a time when I'm going to buy an Xbox game, really, other than maybe DLC for a game that I like. Because they tend to not give you the DLC for free. Like I wanted to play the Doom DLC, but that was like mm. 15 quid or something. And I, well, I actually went, no, I'm not paying that out of <laughs> principle. I was like, That's a bit of a silly thing to do, but it does definitely train you. Papers mm. pointed out something in the chat, actually. He said, New World. I did play that on the PC, but Paper bought that for me. Yeah. Because I weren't going to get it otherwise. Did he buy it for yeah, you? Yeah. That's the way he's strong armed you into playing it. Silly bastards. And to be <laughs> fair, look, I absolutely appreciate yeah. that because I had a good time with it. I do want to finish the main quest line, though, paper. Sort of chucked out a little cry for help in the um, Discord and got no response. I was hoping mm. me and him could rattle through that during the break or into the next year. But we'll see about that. But yeah, so that would have been something I'm... I don't know if I would have bought it. Mm. But... I didn't, and Paper got it for me, and I spent a lot of time in it. So, thank you, Paper. But yeah, I, I mean, I, we've just rattled through a list of, you know, where each console really has released a, a, a load of great games. Mm. But I think it just probably shows that this is a year that doesn't particularly appeal to our tastes. 
as opposed to it being a barren year. Yeah. Um, I think next year could be, or well, everyone would hope that it would be a bit of a a game changer. I'll be looking forward to the Fantasy Gaming League next year for that that reason. Yeah, there should be lots of options for people, hopefully, and we get mm. less delays. But yeah, I think I think generally it's been a, a good year. Not not one of the all time classics. Not one of the great years. But sometimes you get those years, and I've en- I actually enjoyed playing, like catching up on stuff. Like, there's no way next year I could afford to spend 90 hours on Monster Hunter World. <laughs> I'll get too far behind wanting to play other stuff. Mm. So yeah, I have enjoyed going through backlog games and finishing those off and whatnot. I'm playing like mm. smaller games that I played last stop on Game Pass the other week. Um, I've got another few bits and pieces lined up for that, and yeah. It happens. What I will say is that I feel like at least all three of the major platform holders are in a good space. Healthy, it feels like. Sony PR-wise could do with a bit of TLC, but ultimately I don't give a fuck about all that. That's all, you know, it's all fucking hearsay and Kardashians for the nerds, as someone would say. <laughs> it's like, isn't it? It's all drama, <laughs> yeah. basically. A lot of that stuff. I mean, there is there yeah. is stuff definitely they need to improve on, but... You know, the whole, oh, they're not as good as Xbox. I'm like, I can't be dealing with that. Nintendo have had another good year. You know, not to our taste, but they're all doing something a little bit different as well, which is kind of good in, in, in some respects, that you kind of got a little bit of a different taste for each of them. You don't want them all marketing yeah. the same, do you? Messing around. So good to have no, some I'd, choice and, and some variety in there. I've always kind of seen that. I've always sort of saw the Xbox as my generic multiplayer one, especially now that this cross-play with with PC broadly and stuff, and you can party up and do all that stuff. It it's definitely the one for me for multiplayer. And yeah. then I've always my, my my PlayStation largely, other than we spent a lot of time on the PS4 with Destiny, but largely. <laughs> yeah that has been confined to the single player experiences and i'm fine with that like i don't feel like playstation have to become you know or compete on that multiplayer front and, and I'm, i know that's not true for everyone i know a lot of people do multiplayer gaming on the playstation but that's very much how i see it and then i've got the nintendo for the nintendo stuff like it is i'm happy that i've got all three consoles for different purposes and they're not yeah. kind of trying to compete with each other necessarily for the same spot no, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's. I'm trying to move away from all that, and I think success for this year kind of demonstrates that they've all got their own appeals. You can't play everything on every console. You have to pick your battles, mm. and if that means the PS5 doesn't get used for six weeks, that's, I'm fine with that. Like that's that was completely and utterly my choice to buy all these consoles. I can't physically play them all, and I'll just play what's what's ready and hot at the time for that particular platform and. With, with Game Pass pressuring Sony to do better, maybe they will. Maybe they'll bring out the big guns and bring their A game. Nintendo are cracking on. And I feel like these three are doing well at the moment, which is only good for us as gamers because you want there to be more money poured into them so they can make better experiences for us. And I will shout out the PC crowd because they're in a great spot where actually nowadays, ignoring day one because Sony aren't going to do that, but... You know, if you've got a PC of power, you'll be able to play pretty much everything that's released other than Nintendo games at some point during your career. Like, it's you know, even that's a great platform for those that have enjoyed that. So, 
it's expensive to get the hardware, but if you're into that sort of stuff, you're loving it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you can definitely get the best experience mm. on on a PC, and a lot of games I still think are better played with a mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to see them. It always feels like there's a bit of an animosity between uh, the PC and the console crowd, and I've seen it lately with this sort of everyone's whinging about cross-play and PC cheats and stuff. Well, but... that Halo, I saw people saying, right, these PC players are ruining it. It ain't yeah, the PC players, it. it's the PC hackers. Because most well, of them yeah. don't hack it. It feels everyone's like, just it going, feels oh, like If it was just us console players, then you wouldn't have this problem. And there is that argument. Well. But you can't really just exclude them to their own pool just and go, well, you lot can just deal with that over there. If you um, want that well, then you can't have cross-play for co-op stuff. Yeah, so I mean, you, I'd, I'd, it's like the sacrifice. Do people want that? I suppose some people that don't play with people across platforms don't care. But it's a, it's our crowd a, is quite split across all sorts. Of, yeah, it is a lazy thing to say. Because the answer is, is that you know people should be doing better in preventing hackers as opposed to just banning everyone completely and just going, you can't then participate with that crowd. Mm. And to your point, you know, I can't play with Chris Parr and stuff anymore because there's hackers. Like, I'd much rather have the option to play with this PC crowd um, and the, the actual hack. and deal with the hackers. I mean, it's rife in Warzone, but it's only rife there because the game's free and someone can then just get banned, create another account and be back in there in 15 minutes. Like yeah. that's, that's the problem with the free to play stuff. Um, but it, it wasn't such a big issue in Fortnite. They had better ways of dealing with hackers and that's what Activision are, are doing with their ricochet. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's the answer. They need to do that. But, yeah, I think make it available, make everyone... I'm all for everyone having as much accessibility and being able to access and, and play the games that they want to play. Just yeah. Sony need to, I think, be a little bit wiser in getting their stuff played on PC. But it's getting there. Yep. Just a quick shout from the crowd. Dave's chucked some cheers this way. So he's now the record... He's the leader again. So that didn't last long for Competition Parman. Competition hotting up. Yep. And he's also hit his subscribe he's at 42 months so thank you for that and Hall had subscribed earlier on as well so he's done 21 months so that's always good to see you can have console only crossplay though Shelley is right on that on that front but yep. the, the fact is our, our, our pool of friends is split basically between console and PC and various consoles and obviously PC so we kind of need that PC crossplay to get it on and also for streaming it's just a hundred times easier and better so if if ever I'm going to stream something, it's going to be on the PC, and that that requires that. But you're right, there is there is console only cosplay options there. Well, I think that's it, mate. Wrap it up. We wrap it up. Twenty twenty one in the books. Last piece of new. Well, the quiz is coming on Friday. But that's been pre-recorded, so that's already done. We've done that. All our work is done. This is the last bit. I've just got to do a little bit of editing, publish it. Get the old. I would recommend everyone listen to that quiz. Yeah, if, I mean, if people if people thought that the the end of the F one season was controversial, <laughs> then you got another thing coming for this quiz. I know some people only watch us live. Maybe I'll post mm. it on Twitch as well. But it it gets mucky. Is all I'm going to say with that quiz. Yeah. When there's big rewards, people are willing to go outside of particular lines to get the job done and it is 
it's one of the best. It's close. It's thrilling. It's got ups. It's got downs. We've got Park here as a new competitor, so we get to see how he's going to get on. And um, there's probably half the answers that I put on there were wrong, so that people can can dig out the answers properly for those. But that'll be the last kind of piece of content going on Friday. This is the last original recording we're doing. Um, if you've been listening or watching or whatever you've been doing, subbing, bitting, Patreon in, thank you for your support during this year. We hope that you've enjoyed what we've been up to and uh, we'll carry on next year. We'll be back with a new Idle Game Chat episode, January the 10th, and uh, we look forward to greeting you into the new year. Nothing more for us to say here, though, other than have a good break if you're afforded that break, and um, we'll see you in 